Welcome to Random Gaming Toolkits Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going with you? Uh, it's been a bit of a week. It's been a bit of a week, definitely. Um, I'll talk about some of it, I suppose, in a little bit. Um, but uh, other than that, what have you been playing? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I did finally get past that one fight in Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, went through the story some more. And two and a half chapters into it, I'm at another unskippable boss fight that I'm underleveled for. So I gotta do this again, which is okay. super frustrating because the story is keeping me interested. Having to go rando cr- grind out battles to be able to survive the battle is not. And I think I'm not the only one. In fact, I know I'm not the only one because the chapter achievement that I got for this game, which is almost a year old, was still considered a rare achievement in that less than 10% of the people that played the game got the achievement. And this is a story achievement. Right. Yeah. So it's very, very grindy. I take it then. Very, very grindy. Okay. Um, Been, you know, just messing about with a couple other games, nothing too serious. Uh, Like we talked about last time, so many of the games that I do play are getting either big updates or officially launched this month, so I'm trying to keep my plate pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, I've not really been able to concentrate on many games this week. Um, so, I, I mean, the, the only game... When I want to sort of like let off a bit of steam or play something and not concentrate too much, I, I play Call of Duty. Because uh, that's a game where in between rounds or... Uh, when I've died on the game and I'm waiting to be revived, I can like do other stuff in the background. Um, so I've been trying to experiment with like different uh, like classes and things. I've been trying to do like a shotgun for short range and then a pistol for long range because you you can have a sniper or an assault rifle or an SMG with a shotgun, but then you have to use overkill. And that takes up perk 2. And in perk 2 I like to use restock. Because what restock gives you is every, I think it's 25 seconds, uh, your equipment. So whether it's grenades or snapshot grenades or whatever you've got. Uh, if it's um, proximity mines or claymores, you get new ones. Um, and people like, sometimes have noticed when I've played and I'm throwing grenades every 30 seconds. Because I get new grenades every 30 seconds. And they're like, how did you, how are you throwing so many grenades? And I'm like, I've got restock on. What I actually tend to, to do now is use restock and amped. Sorry, not amped. Uh, shrapnel. Shrapnel makes you start with two uh, equipment. So not only do I start with like two grenades or mines or whatever I'd like, um, I get to restock them as well. So even if I've restocked one. I think it. I don't know actually. I don't know if it restocks two at a time or if it just restocks one. But basically, it gives me lots and lots of explosives, and I like using them in the game. It means I can't use certain other things like amped, which is swapping quickly between guns, or spotter, which is where you can see like uh, mines that have been put down, so you can see them through the wall and stuff. It doesn't let you use those because those are all in the same perk. Uh, but I've just basically been just kind of uh, playing a bunch of COD this week. I keep meaning. I keep meaning to start uh, Tomb Raider 2 
because uh, I got about halfway through Tomb Raider 1 and um, I watched this guy's video. It's called Steve of War. I don't know like much about him or whatever. I just saw his retrospective videos. He's a huge Tomb Raider guy, quite clearly, if you can tell by his channel. And I was watching his thoughts because I didn't really know what many people thought of the first Tomb Raider, apart from the like um, uh, the the platforming like challenges and stuff. So I went and watched his video, and I kept watching it and kept watching it and kept watching it, and I finished the video, and I realised okay, I've seen the rest of the game because he went into spoilers and stuff and I kept letting the video play like I could have switched it off and whatever he was clearly doing a spoiler sort of review and then I thought okay I kind of don't need to play the rest of the first Tomb Raider game or I don't really didn't really feel like playing the rest of the first game because I'd seen it uh so, so, so I thought you know what I've still got Tomb Raider 2 I'll just jump onto that and play that but I jumped in very very briefly and then I had to go and do something else uh, but I've not really played much else. I've uh, been watching a few shows. Obviously uh, um, put reviews out for some of those. So like Kevin Kniff himself and Black Lightning Season 4. I've done those in the last week or so. But uh, not much else. I just can't seem to really concentrate on much at the moment. But if I feel like doing some gaming. I'll just put COD on for a few hours or whatever. Um, yeah I'm the same way with uh, State of Decay 2. If I just not, like need to zone out. I can play that game for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have an option for for that sort of thing, though. Um, and Call of Duty has been making me laugh. Like there's certain people that do certain things and that. Um, I tell you what, I came. I I don't usually try and like put people down or whatever, and that's not what I'm trying to do. I genuinely came across the most pathetic team I'd ever played against on Call of Duty. Uh, just take a guess as to what they were doing. Just just take a random guess. Think of something that that would be really sort of, I don't know, pathetic to sort of do on that game what do you think it might be disconnect the second they get into the lobby no no basically what they were doing it's i, I still play cyber attack it's meant to be 6v6 we were on a map called kill house which yes is one of the one of the smallest maps but that doesn't make any difference to what they were doing i'd spawned in i was playing with random people and it was three versus six they had six we had three i was one of the three and they won the game five two they sat at the back of their spawn. All six players sat at the back of their spawn against three people for seven rounds. And I was like, "You do, and I, because sometimes I'll be, you know, you'll just jump straight in and not look at how many players are on the other team. And a couple of rounds had gone by and I was realised that they were camped. They're just sitting at the back of their spawn. Just six people versus three. Like, we, they had outnumbered us literally by double. And that's what they were doing. And I was saying to one of the team players, I was like, you know, there's only three of us and six of you, right? And he was like, yeah, I was like, so why are you sitting at the back of your spawn? Like, why are you playing so, like, I don't know. I I genuinely thought it was pathetic. And even after, like, three, four rounds of everybody being very aware of the situation, they just kept doing it. Um, but Kill House is a map where you can camp in a very specific way. So at the back of both sides of the map, not the left or the right side, but the back sides of both of the map, because obviously you switch after a certain number of rounds, there's there's a wall on each side at the back, uh, a brick wall, you, you can shoot through it if you get lucky and you sort of, um, whatever. And then, so there's um, a wall on each side that faces forward, and then next to the, behind those walls are two bigger and longer walls that cover a bigger piece of ground. So it's basically, you can basically box yourself in in the back corner. And if you sit there as a player, it's very, very difficult for you to get shot. 
because basically as soon as somebody comes around the corner uh you can see them in loads of space and they can see you in barely any space uh if you get what i mean they're sort of just it's just the way the walls are laid out and there was four of them doing that and because of the way that the bigger wall is laid out you can have two people sit at the back so one person on either side of those walls uh and they had like four you know there was there's sort of four spots to do that at the back basically and four of them were doing that and then two of them were sitting on like another piece of the wall that was further forward um it's the way the map is set out you can sort of camp around certain corners but they were literally just sitting there for seven rounds and i tried to i i you know i threw some grenades shot some rpgs i managed to shoot a couple of them but we we didn't win ultimately but i i i just couldn't believe it that um that i mean because you you would think in that scenario right the team with three would be the one that would do that that would sit back let the six come towards you but it was the opposite way around so i was just i was so surprised by that um yeah uh any any thoughts on that at all um not really just because i don't play shooters like that a whole lot so i don't really have a frame of reference for anything yeah yeah it was just like you clearly outnumber us massively (laughs) why aren't you attacking us i don't know it was uh it was a bit weird so anyway i kind of still weirdly enjoyed playing that it was an it see when things like that happen i do like to be challenged in that way of thinking okay how am i gonna get to these other players how am i gonna kill them but yeah it was uh it, it was uh um i don't know i mean i've been playing the game for basically two years now and i've never seen a team do that because usually like i said when it's that situation the team with less players would be the one that sits back a bit and plays a bit more conservatively so I don't know, but some players do. Some players do some very strange things. So uh, that's pretty much it. I'm gonna try and start Tomb Raider 2 in the next couple of days or so. Uh, maybe tomorrow, if not, possibly on uh, on Sunday. So uh, also a note that I wanted to put out as well. Uh, this is a choice I've kind of made. Hopefully you'll be all right with it, Robert. Uh, because we're recording what three days later this week. Because uh, we usually record on Friday on Tuesday. Now it's Friday. What we'll do, I'm going to skip doing a gaming talk show next week because I don't want to do one on Friday and then one on Tuesday and then do another one in a week on Tuesday because the one that we'd do on today and then if we did one on Tuesday, that's just too close together. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. Yeah, and I don't want to like move that to like Wednesday or Thursday and then next week go back to Tuesday. So we'll just we'll we'll have a later show this week on the Friday and then we'll miss next week and then we'll come back the week after on uh, on Tuesday. So um we'll uh we'll do that so um so yeah, in case you look out for the episode next week um we won't have one uh we'll just do a, a normal one the, the week after so plus it gets more time for like some more news to get built up and stuff like that so uh speaking of news and housekeeping uh let's get into housekeeping first and then we'll talk about this playstation showcase and some other things see you in a minute Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today 
is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, today I did another podcast for Ted Lasso. Uh, that's up to season two, episode eight, getting really, really good, doing some really, really cool and interesting stuff in the later half of its season. Uh, the episode was called Man City this week, um, so that was uh, that was cool as well. For that, that's on Apple TV Plus. Those episodes come out on Friday, so that's for Ted Lasso. I uh, went and saw a film uh, yesterday on Thursday, which was Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings the newest outing for Marvel and the MCU. I gave it a must-see rating. I really, really enjoyed it. It was just something a bit different and a bit fresh for the MCU. Not that I'd felt the MCU was stale, but it's just always good to have something slightly different when you've released, what, 25 films or whatever in your franchise, something like that. Uh, have you mm-hmm. seen it yet? I th- you said you were seeing it, was it Monday? Yeah, I actually get a chance to see it. Um, the normal movie theater that I go to and we talked about this off air. I've complained because it's so expensive. It's literally nineteen dollars to go see uh, a movie, well, which a, is insane. Well, that's just for a ticket. Yeah, that's just for a ticket. Damn, that's expensive. And <laughs> so I found another movie theater that's close to where I work, and it's only ten dollars, which is still kind of high. But I'll take ten over nineteen any day. So I did manage sure. to go see it. I really enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Cool. Good good uh you can listen to my review uh the first half is spoiler free just like they normally are uh so you can check that out for Chang chi the newest marvel film because what we got left we got uh internals obviously we've got a tv show with uh, uh hawkeye and then we got spider-man in december i think so there's also venom but that's not mcu so uh, i think venom comes out in like a couple of weeks or, or october something I can't remember, but anyway. Uh, Walking Dead still continuing, that's up to season 11, episode 3, that's still continuing on Wednesdays, so that's been good. Uh, Watching The Witcher, uh, did a new podcast for that, not for season 2. This is for The uh, Nightmare of the Wolf, it's an animated prequel film about Vesemir, who's the one that trains Geralt uh, later on. It's about a young version of him, a sort of prequel story for him. 
Uh, so you can go and check out my review for that. Uh, I did a podcast called Celebrating Crash Bandicoot's 25th Anniversary, which was uh, yesterday. Um, so talking about the history of the 25 years of the Bandicoot himself. Uh, talking about more of his games and things. Because I've talked about the, the better games, but I haven't talked about the other games. Uh, talked about that and the history of the Bandicoot and my sort of 90s PlayStation nostalgia with the character and everything. So that was uh, pretty fun to do as well. I uh, did a podcast for for the United cast. This was talking about Man United summer uh, of 2021 uh, transfer wrap-ups. So talking about the players that were brought and the ones that were sold. Well, there was only one player that was sold and then about six players loaned out. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is, of course, signed for Manchester United as well and will hopefully be making his debut tomorrow against Newcastle. Well, his second debut, I suppose. Um, so there's that. Uh, that was with a new co-host, actually, called uh, Varun uh, who joined me for that. Hopefully he'll be able to join me for tomorrow's uh, Newcastle game review. But we shall uh, see how that works out in the future. But really, really good podcast with him. And uh, it's great to have a new, uh, hopefully, a regular co-host going forward for the United cast. I don't know if he's going to be involved in like gaming podcasts or TV or films. I don't know. But at the moment, we're just trying to focus on the Man United podcast for uh, for him. And seeing just seeing how that goes before we think about getting him involved in other things. Uh, speaking of TV stuff, I did a season four review for Black Lightning. That's the fourth and final season with no follow up because uh, the Painkiller spin-off isn't happening. Uh, but a relatively decent series finale and a final season. So I talked about that on the CW Superheroes podcast. Uh, as you and David kind of talked about on uh, Geek Town, uh, I did finish the first season of Kevin Can F Himself. Uh, the first season of that stars Annie Murphy. Uh, she did a fantastic performance in that. Uh, that's an AMC show in the US. You can probably get it on AMC Plus, I'm guessing. And it's an Amazon Prime show in the UK, which is the ones that picked it up. Even though we do have an AMC UK channel, which isn't used for very much. But uh, that's for Kevin Kniff himself. And it has been renewed for a second season, which is great as well. Um, and that is pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. Alright, let's start off with uh, the big event. I do have two other games to talk about, which is Midnight Marvel's Midnight Suns and Dying Light 2, but we'll save them for now. Uh, the PlayStation Showcase was yesterday. I watched it when it went live. Uh, what did you think of the showcase itself? Just, like, overall opinion. It was okay. A uh, little weirdly paced. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get some interesting games out of it. Some I didn't see coming, but kind of heard rumors of. Some I completely forgot about, even though they were officially announced. Um, overall, it wasn't a bad one. It, I mean, it's just so much of that is either games that aren't going to be out for a while or games that are exclusive to a console that nobody can seem to buy unless you want to pay double retail. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to admit, I was very, very disappointed with the first half an hour of the show. I mean, let, let me ask you this, just on a basic level sort of thing gta 5 right 150 mm-hmm. 150 million or so copies sold not not bad right you know d- done done pretty well over its what eight years of existence the, the game mm-hmm. gta 5 
Uh, it's coming out to play. It's coming out on PlayStation Five, March twenty twenty. Does Rockstar really need an advertisement for Grand Theft Auto Five <laughs> when it's when it sold one hundred and fifty million copies already? I wouldn't say that's an advertisement so much as an announcement that it was, you know, going to be available on PlayStation Five, which I didn't know if it was or not. So they'd already announced that before. Um, but well, this was for the online, so right, right. But it it was the way it was advertised, like oh look, Grand Theft Auto Five, the game you've like, I don't know, I just it, even Grand Theft Auto is a name that's not one that needs to be, like, advertised or shown off. I just thought it, you know, this big build up to this show showcase showcase and everything, uh, hopefully would have focused on new games, and then you see an advertisement for Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, they're not like some sort of indie title that sold, I don't know couple of hundred thousand copies of their game and needs advertisements uh i mean i suppose the i suppose the purpose of the trailer was to show okay gta online and in march 2022 but couldn't this trailer or the exact trailer that was shown couldn't it have just been put on rockstar's youtube channel so people that are playing gta online um who i would assume would follow like rockstar news and gta news would see that and go oh cool i can play you know this game I play very regularly on my PS5 in March. That's that's cool. Uh, I just don't know that it needed to be at this showcase, really. Um, and it was almost advertised as if it was like a new game, and it's like, okay, this game sold 150 million copies. I just I just didn't really quite understand that. Uh, also showing, um, so I'm talking about the bits that disappointed me first, because it, it was for me this was more sort of like the first half an hour was like, what are you doing, and then the last. 15 minutes was like okay new game new game new game and like god of war showing off again um deathloop did we need to see deathloop again because i don't think that we did um and it's i know it said september 14th so it's like one last big push to advertise the game and stuff and it is playstation exclusive at least for now uh what do you think of deathloop being shown off again because it only got showed off a couple of weeks ago um i don't know what did you think yeah, I mean, they're definitely doing a push for sales because with Bethesda being owned by Microsoft, as soon as that contract runs out, it will be on Xbox immediately after that. I'm sure they're working on the coding right now and they're just um, getting it going. So Has mm. that game gone? Surely it's gone gold, right? Uh, I don't remember seeing an announcement, but I can't imagine that it hasn't. Isn't it supposed to be September 14th? Something like that. It can't be though, because that's in like four days. Because uh, as I'm sitting now, it's the tenth. Or as we're sitting here now, it's the tenth of September. Uh, I don't remember seeing news about it going gold, so I don't know. Unless that just wasn't announced, and it's going to be going to be fine. Um, but yeah, definitely was shown off again. I see. Is the thing some of these games that I didn't care to be shown for again? I know why they were. I just don't think they needed to show time for those things in this event uh and then we saw like a bunch of other games that i couldn't even remember to put down um so those were it, those were those were kind of the, the negative things for me um was there anything you didn't like from this showcase um just the the endless droning on from all the talking heads i could have easily done without what do you mean like jim jim ryan at the start no at at the end of it when i had those three oh, guys right. who were bouncing off of each other so mm-hmm 
yeah i i i watched like a bit of the interview stuff at the end and then i uh switched off after that so um so yeah also i didn't really get you know they opened up with that like uh trailer thing and it was just a playstation in general advertisement um mm-hmm. i was watching that so confused i was like what what game are you showing me because <laughs> it was like this chess thing and then some other people getting out of a van and driving and i was like okay is this like a are they announcing a chess game are they announcing a driving game um i don't know what what did you make of that that first little opening playstation montage i guess uh i mean that, that was just their hype video so once i realized what that was that it wasn't for a specific game that it just didn't matter so mm, yeah because um, there was bits of like you know uncharted was on like uh, there was a poster of that on the wall and then Aloy's statue and stuff so yeah uh anyway let's get to the good stuff that happened um i'm gonna try and go a little bit a little bit more chronological order i'll, I'll leave spider-man 2 wolverine and god of war for the end and then i'll talk about everything else before that uh forsaken was shown off again uh it's about this woman that gets teleported to this different realm and she discovers she can start doing different using different powers with this uh, like gold thing that she's got on her wrist. Uh, I think this game looks really, really good. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing this. I think we've seen it before because uh, I've re- once once the uh, gameplay thing had started, I'd I'd recognised it because it's sort of basically just this this open field sort of uh, place with like um, some mountains and rocks and stuff. And she's kind of jumping around and flying. So I, I recognise it straight away. Um, I'm I'm quite interested in this. I think this looks pretty good. I was trying to look out for the different sort of attacks that she was doing. And the way she was like pulling different stuff and jumping around. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing this before. I think this looks really cool. Uh, what did you think of uh, the Forsaken that was shown? It looked not completely sold on it. But that's just because I don't know enough about the story to really judge on that. So... Okay, what did you think of the uh, the gameplay that was shown, or the parts of it? It was it was good. Alright, yeah. Um, so that was uh, Forsaken that was shown, I think that looks pretty good. Did that say PS4 or PS5? I think that's a PS5 only. I, that's gotta yeah. be a PS5. Yeah, I don't know how that could really run on a, on a PS4. Uh, which is weird, because God of War is going to apparently run on PS4. Uh, so, there's that. Uh, but Forsaken, I think that looks really cool. Um, so we go with that. Uh, two games I want to put in here, actually, before we continue with the other games that were announced as well. Uh, two games I forgot to talk about last week. They were in my notes. I just somehow didn't read them. Uh, Dying Light 2 was shown off. I think this was at the Gamescom thing, so apologies for going back a few weeks, but I'd sort of just missed it. Um, well, not missed it. I'd written it down, but just missed my own notes for some reason. Uh, Dying Light 2 was shown off again recently, and I'm very, very impressed with what was shown off with it. They they have noted a few times that they've done some stuff with um, the the combat with the game and the way that you can jump around and stuff. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of sort of Mirror's Edge DNA in there, the way that you can climb around. Uh, the more they've shown off of the game, the more I've been kind of interested. And it's zombies, which is something that I like. Um... I can't remember if you played the first game or you're interested in the second game. Where where you at with Dying I Light? I played the first game. Right. Um, I'm not really that interested in the second game because the first game had a problem with a lot of the problem with games is the weapon degradation. It just took forever. Uh huh. Yeah. 
So, uh, but no, I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to using the different weapons they've got and a few of the different zombie types and that. So, that looks really good. Um, let's move on to some Marvel stuff itself. I'll save the the bigger stuff for later. But the one, the other game that I missed, uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, was also shown off. I think this was also at Gamescom. I've been saying on a few different episodes, you know, people have asked me what franchises to want more games from, and I've said DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and uh, Harry Potter. Of course, we're getting a Hogwarts Legacy Harry Potter game, um, and this is another Marvel game. This is more of like an XCOM sort of thing, like a um, strategy sort of game and that. They did put out a six-minute gameplay thing. I didn't get round to watching it. Uh, so I'll need to go and, and have a look at that. But it's got like Doctor Strange. It's got like Iron Man and stuff. It's got seemingly sort of almost different versions of those characters. And a few other characters involved with that. Uh, did you see Midnight Suns? What did you think of that? No, I, I missed Midnight Suns. Okay, okay. But uh, that was another one that was announced. A bit of a sort of XCOM strategy game for Marvel. And even, even though those aren't my sort of games. I've been asking for more Marvel games. And this is a Marvel game. So I'll give it a try. Um, so that's coming out as well at some point that we've got. Uh, let's move on to, um, the other things we've got here. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo was shown off again. This is the other, this, this one's exclusive as well, isn't it, to PlayStation, mm-hmm. I think. Which is weird that, like, <laughs> I know I know it was all set up before, but that we've got, um, uh, what's it, uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo that are from studios that have been bought by the competitor but because a deal was signed before that they are exclusive to the rivals platform it's uh it's strange so it's like yeah a a microsoft owned development team is publishing a sony game so yeah we we live in a strange time uh ghostwire tokyo was shown off again i i was a little bit less impressed with this one um I, and I get there's still time to do some development and everything. It it didn't quite look right to me. Something about it just looked a bit, I don't know, just a bit meh with it. So I'm not saying I'm out on the game or I'm in on the game. I'm sort of, okay, I want to see a little bit, just sort of cleaner footage or, or, or something like that. I just wasn't totally sold on it. Uh, what do you think of Ghostwire Tokyo? I'm intrigued with it because it's a, it's a new IP, so I'm always trying to keep, a new IP in, you know, in my mind. Um, the development cycle, you know, obviously was quite rocky. We've covered that on a few things. Um, I'm still don't know what entirely what the game is, but the art style, the aesthetic is definitely got me interested. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just need to see a bit more of it, but it's not coming out, you know, tomorrow. So, uh, got, got plenty of time with that one. Um, something else which I didn't write down but I've just remembered was here as well Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Lost Legacy are getting remastered in in quotes I don't know if it's a full remaster or just a little I don't know whatever they're doing with it uh, for PS5 and for PC I don't know if you can play Uncharted 1, 2 and 3 on PC um but with the Uncharted collection, because you can get a collection on PS4 for Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, and 4 and Lost Legacy are PS4 games anyway, um, that would be a bit strange if Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 aren't on PC, but 4 and Lost Legacy are. Uh, but my other question is, why do... Because they, they did use the term remastered. 
why does Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Lost Legacy need to be remastered? Uh, these are games that are... I, th- I think 4 is from 2016. I think Lost Legacy is from 2017 or 18. Uh, I think it's 2017 for Lo- yeah Lost Legacy. So they're pretty new games still. You know, they're not 25-year-old games like Tomb Raider that I'm playing. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Uncharted remastered, sort of, for uh, PS5 and PC. It was inevitable. I mean, that thing's been leaked unofficially, officially forever, so... Yeah, yeah. Do you know if you can get 1, 2, and 3 on PC? Uh, not that I know of. Um, let me check Steam real quick, because if it's... I doubt, you know, it might be on the Epic Store, but I doubt it, so... Yeah, unless it's like the Nathan Drake collection you can get. Which has got one, two, and three in it. Now, the only thing that pops up when you put in Uncharted is uh, some free-to-game play called Uncharted Waters Online. So okay, okay. So yeah, that's that's weird. How four and Lost Legacy are going on PC, but not one, two, and three, unless well, that that's what uh, PlayStation has been doing. I mean, Death Stranding came to PC. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn came to PC. Um, these were this was inevitable. I mean, they're finally accepting the fact that hey, this game is ten years old. There's another platform we could sell it on and make some more money. Mm. No, I get the idea behind that. I'm just confused about the uncharted, the other uncharted games. Unless this, unless this, uh, I think it was called the. It had a, it had a different name. It wasn't called the Uncharted Collection. It was called something else after they announced it. Unless it has got the other three games in there, they just didn't say that. But then why? Yeah, wouldn't... I think it's all. I think it's all the games, but including then why Lost Legacy. You say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's what, called what? Uncharted Legacy of Burglars. Okay. All right. Yeah, I knew it had like because the it's called the the Nathan Drake Collection on uh, PS4, which is one, two, and mm-hmm. three. So anyway, uh, yeah, I knew obviously they're gonna bring um Uncharted to PC eventually. So it was just a bit confusing with the marketing. But what? Why? Why focus on just four and Lost Legacy? Like, what's? I don't know. Don't really get it. So anyway, I'm not going to be playing them on PC, so it doesn't even make a difference to me. <laughs> Plus, I've already played all five of those games anyway, so which I uh, enjoyed all of them. Um, but I, I sort of sit in there when when they showed Lost Legacy, I was like, Are you ever going to announce a sequel to this game? Like, I really enjoyed the first uh, Lost Legacy, which is Chloe and uh, Nadine. I think you play as Chloe, or you might change. But I can't. I can't remember exactly what the situation was. But um, people have been asking for like a sequel to that, um, and they were like a little bit shorter games. So they were sort of smaller that you could do maybe a little bit quicker with the uh, sequel. But I don't know. It's, it's it's a bit confusing what they're doing with Uncharted at the moment. Like, are they going to do an Uncharted five? But then, given how four ended. You might want to wait a bit of time, but then you might want to make another Uncharted game because it's, you know, Uncharted. So, can you jump to a Lost Legacy 2? Will that be successful enough? Because um, I think it sold relatively well, Lost Legacy 1. So, I I don't know. What, what do you think Sony might do with Uncharted in the future? I don't know. I'm trying to find uh, sales metrics to see if they even release that anymore. Okay. I mean, I know we got the film coming out, but that's that's a film. So, yeah. Um, but no, I'd like a I'd like another one definitely. So whether it's it's just a case of whether it's Naughty Dog or somebody else, I guess. So. Yeah, no official like total totals, but apparently it sold uh, twenty three thousand 
on PlayStation 4 the first week um, in Japan and the first week in the UK. It sold uh, almost 50,000 copies uh, in that first week. So it definitely had some hype to it. I think it might just be a little bit too long removed. And part of this, you know, moving it to PS5 and PC is to get more, you know, get it more into the public consciousness. Maybe, maybe. So but that was that for those. Um, Alan Wake 1 is getting a remaster. I think this is both for Xbox and for, and for PlayStation. Um, I don't understand why Alan Wake's going to be on PlayStation. Um, because that used to be an Xbox only thing. Um, but anyway, that's going to be on. P- I think they said PS4 and PS5, which is good because I want to try it on PS4. Um, there was some talk about this before. I can't remember if it was confirmation or rumors. But uh, this is Alan Wake is from uh, Remedy again, which is uh, which is cool. Um, what's your interest for uh, an Alan Wake one remaster? I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, pretty low. I actually do own the game. It came free with a copy of some other game that I bought um, as a digital download. I know for a while it was actually removed from the digital store so you couldn't even buy it. Um, so it's it's kind of weird and kind of cool that they're bringing it back. I mean, it's definitely a unique game. Um, the only thing of note that I saw was that they removed all the branding from it. In the original game, every time you used the phone, you saw the Verizon logo Every time you went for batteries for your flashlight, you saw the Duracell logos, and those have been removed. So, mm, yeah. Um, so that was some of the other stuff. Uh, I do want to save the other things right for the right for the end. So, on the 9th of September, which was yesterday, which is when this event happened, it was also Crash's 25th anniversary, and literally for the entire day, the Crash Bandicoot account was tweeting out just like memes and all this other sort of stuff and uh, about like Wumper related things which is the fruit in the game that's what it's called and everybody was thinking that Wumper League was going to be announced here at this event it wasn't it was nowhere to be seen um and people have been getting these like uh Wumper pinata things now what's been happening before with this whole trend with Crash and Spyro this happened with the Insane Trilogy, it happened with the Tomb Raider, not Tomb Raider, sorry, Spyro uh, remaster for the original three, and then it happened with Crash Team Racing remastered, which is Nitro Fueled. And now it's happening again, but with, like, Wampa-related stuff, because it's supposed to be called Wampa League, which is where people have been getting these, like, like influences and whatever, have been getting these packages sent to them, and, like, vague messages about crash or anniversary stuff and whatever so people have been suspecting that there's going to be a Wampa League game announced but because it it should have all lined up in a way where influencers started getting these like Wampa things delivered to them and the crash account was tweeting all day I don't know if they were scheduled tweets or whatever they probably were um, but it wasn't at this event um, what, what would you guess as to what's going on because I think there is probably a Wampa League game happening i think it's going to be a new party online game but where do you think it is uh that i don't know i mean we've seen so much weird stuff with uh development development delays and anything like that it's pretty much impossible to make any kind of an educated guess anymore yeah yeah um 
But because uh, some of the other people I'm involved with on Twitter who are in like the crash community said like oh it was four or five days after they got all these these items like the influencers got these items and then the game was announced so whether it's going to be over the weekend whether it's going to be next week um, but it's pretty it's looking quite likely that there's probably a Wampa League um, party game in development I think what Activision is actually doing here. And like whoever's developing it, probably Toys for Bob or somebody. I think what they're doing is looking at Crash's past, and they thought, okay, let's remaster the first three games, success. Let's remaster Spyro, the original three, that was a success. Okay, next up, then we've got the Crash Team Racing game. Let's remaster that, add some stuff to it from uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field. Let's put that together. That was a success. Okay, make a sequel to number three. Crash Bandicoot for It's About Time comes out last year. Um, I think what they then looked at doing was, okay, Crash Bash is one that, the one that got released next. Not a lot of people liked Crash Bash. Crash Bash, sorry, it's not a very good game. It's like full of glitches and bugs, and just just the the party games themselves are particularly quite stupid. So I think what they've done is instead of let's just remaster Crash Bash, is let's just make a new party game, which I think is the better thing to do. Call it Wumper League because why not and have that as sort of the new crash bash in 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 this new line of sort of remasters and uh, sequels and stuff that they've done i think that's what they're trying to do what they do after that i think is probably just the crash bandicoot 5 and then eventually a spyro 4 i think uh, i don't think that they'll remaster crash twin sunny i don't think they'll remaster rough of cortex uh, i don't think that they should either um i think the games that came out after Crash Team Racing should be left alone, not not remastered, uh, basically. Because I think that that's, that just sort of like Golden Age Naughty Dog era of Crash is the best one. Because after they went to uh, uh, Universal or I think like Traveller's Tales developed one of the games, that's the bad era of Crash Bandicoot games. That's the games that you don't need to go back and remaster. There are some fans of those games. I don't really understand why. Because to me, as I've said before... Those games that happened in that era, none of them have got the soul of Crash Bandicoot. None of the, none of them are really resemblant of what a Crash Bandicoot game should be. Uh, especially something like Crash of the Titans or whatever it was called, where you've got Crash who's on the back of like a Titan's back. Like that's not Crash Bandicoot. So um, the next thing to do, yeah, is a Crash Party game which would replace Crash Bash for like a modern Crash Bandicoot Party game. And then you just come up with some new ideas. I don't even really think that there's... I mean, if I look at some of the party games for Crash Bash, some of them you could maybe bring back, but some of them you should just entirely leave out. So if they just made some new ones, I think that would be great. I think also if they included Spyro in Wampa League, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, you could probably just throw Tony Hawk in there as well. Like, why not? Um, he's in with the Activision brand and everything. So... Um... What do you think? Do you think that makes sense with them doing Wampa League instead of like Crash Bash or whatever? Honestly, I just don't know the franchise well enough to even really guess on that. I mean, you clearly love it. I honestly don't mm-hmm. remember the last time I played a Crash game. <laughs> cool. Um, but I think that's what Activision is is trying to do. Trying to do. I think you'll get a Wampa League game next. Then I think you'll get a Sparrow game, and then I think you'll get the next Crash game when those things happen. I have no idea, but that's what I think that they're doing. So, and that's what makes sense to me. 
let's move on to the big three then, I guess. Uh, Spider-Man 2 was shown off, uh, officially announced. Not that it was really a secret that it was going to happen, but this was more of a sort of, let's make it official. Uh, Miles Morales and, uh, of course, Peter Parker as their Spider-Men uh, were shown. Um, both in this in this like co-op looking type of thing. I think there might be a co-op option, but I think it will still be a single player game where you switch between them based on the scene or what one of them's doing or something like that. Uh, and then you heard uh, it was confirmed a bit later on. It's Tony Todd who is Candyman from the Candyman films, the the horror films, uh, is voicing Venom. Venom came out of the shadows, looking all menacing. Uh, twenty twenty three for this which makes a little bit of sense um insomniac has just released two games within the space of a year which was spider-man miles morales in december of last year and ratchet and clank in june i want to say uh ratchet and clank rift apart uh spider-man 2 it's official uh it made sense as well given what's going on in the story with venom uh what do you think of spider-man 2 getting announced i'm not surprised the game sold very very well the uh pseudo sequel you know not you know big dlc sold very very well also i do need to play that at some point i'm just i got a lot of things i'm juggling right now um so an official spider-man 2 was inevitable um i was really confused because all the voiceover honestly sounded like craven the hunter um and then they showed venom just like wait what hmm I didn't notice that. Maybe Craven will be in it as well. Who knows? Um, but uh, no, all that talk about yeah, all that talk about hunting and prey mm, and that that yeah. thick accent that's that's one hundred percent Craven. And then they show Venom, and I'm like, that actually would be interesting if the symbiote attached itself to Craven. That would be intriguing. Mm, maybe, maybe we shall see. Um, but yeah, it's cool that they announced it. It was. Uh, I was wondering if they would do that here, because uh, you got to think about sometimes when you're expect when you look at new showcases and game announcements for things, you've got to look at okay if you're expecting a sequel to something, how long has it been since that se- since that first game, like the previous game, has the studio had enough time to put something together, so like a trailer or something, and if they did how long would it be until the game's actually finished? Now, it's going to be over a year until this comes out, which is a little bit of a shame, because I'd like to play it, um, you know, as soon as possible. Um, but Insomniac has just gone twice as well, with a Spider-Man game and a uh, Ratchet & Clank game. Uh, I do I, I do agree, though, that the... the uh, as I've played, you know, the Miles Morales game, um, it did feel like just a massive piece of DLC... Um, that's not really to knock against it or anything. It was it was all right. Um, although I, th- I think I gave it a skip rating in my uh, review when I when I talked about it, there was really nothing in the story that was sort of that you'd had to maybe see. Maybe a couple of bits and pieces, but you'd probably get it recapped in in Spider Man Two, or you'd probably get caught up with it that way. Because um, oddly, I actually liked the uh, the DLC the main game a bit more than the uh, Miles Morales game but still I'm still looking forward to Spider-Man 2 that's obviously the next big part of all this which is the actual sequel so um but yeah looking uh, looking forward to that definitely so um God of War was shown last so we'll talk about um Wolverine next Insomniac's logo came up again <laughs> um 
And uh, yeah, a Wolverine game is in development. Now somebody talked to David Hayter, who played uh, Solid Snake, at least for all of, apart from the last Metal Gear Solid game, uh, as to whether he wanted to play Wolverine, and he sort of said maybe or whatever. Uh, Wolverine from the Insomniac Games, what do you think, Robert? I think it very much could work if they use the same uh, game mechanics as they did for the Spider-Man game, obviously without the, the web swinging, but that would that very much could work. They actually already have done a really good uh, Wolverine game back in the 360 era. I don't know that it made it to PlayStation 3 or not. I just remember it on the 360. It was very well received, but super violent. And I think that's going to be the big thing with this game is whether or not they'll be allowed to do the level of violence that Wolverine deserves now that it's owned by Disney. Mm. Yeah, because of the whole Fox thing. So, um, I don't know. I Part of me is looking forward to seeing what Insomniac can do because they have proven themselves, definitely. I just don't really care that much for Wolverine. Uh, I thought Logan was a good film. I think Lo- I think Wolverine's a good character in the films that he's in. Um, but I don't know. Like, if you'd ask me, like, who would I want to have a superhero game for, which we do have a question related to that later, Wolverine just isn't on my list. Like, he's not a superhero or whatever that I don't, that I dislike. He's just not one that I'm sort of, okay, I really need a Wolverine game or whatever. Um, but I, I still think Insomniac will make a good game. And I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. Uh, I just thought, you know, when it said Insomniac and Marvel, I was just hoping for maybe something else. Um, But it's still a pretty big deal. Um, And it's becoming a little bit clearer that, like, okay, between Disney and obviously Marvel and then Sony, there's clearly some sort of partnership forming there. Uh, I mean, whether or not they sort out the Spider-Man film stuff in the future is a, is a different thing, I guess, but they've trusted them now to do a deal with the Wolverine game. Um, it actually kind of annoys me, because now that I look at uh, Crystal Crystal Dynamics with the Avengers game, I'd wish in, I wish Insomnia could have made an Avengers game now, now that I think about it. Because um, that was one I was obviously looking forward to, and it didn't uh, didn't work out. But um, are you a fan of Wolverine? Do you, do you want this game? What, what do you think? Uh, I'm not not a fan of Wolverine. I do think it's interesting, especially for me growing up with the uh, X Men cartoons. Wolverine was really kind of a side character. I had a few good run, had a few good storylines, but he wasn't like the front and center of everything that he is now with the movies. Um, so it's just an interesting tonal shift. Hmm. Um, but we'll just have to see. Wait for like some actual gameplay, see how they handle the combat, see whether or not they're allowed to be, uh, um, you know, violent with it as they need to be or should be. It'd be kind of like a, a PG version of Deadpool. Um, I mean, you could do it, but would you really want to play that? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but we'll get onto the superhero question a bit later as well. So, and then lastly, that was shown off God of War. Uh, we're showing off again. Um, I was impressed, sort of. I just hope that this game pushes itself a bit. And what I mean by that is, like, give Kratos some different things to use, and make the. Uh, I I would like I would like to see the gameplay evolved even more from the first game because I don't. What I don't really want is to play. 
this God of War se- uh, Ragnarok, obviously it's called. And feel like I've played the same game with just the next part of the story. Uh, and we did see a couple of things. We saw Kratos using a rope at a certain point to like pull himself towards an enemy. That looks cool. I just want to see different ideas and different things. Because uh, one thing I felt that held Kratos back in terms of the gameplay for the 2018 God of War. And I know it's supposed to be to do with his character. Obviously he's a bit older, he's a bit slower. But it was a bit too slow at certain points. Uh, I thought the axe was great and everything like that. I thought that was a a really good inclusion and what you could do with it. And you could upgrade it and do cool stuff. But I want to see what else you can use this time. But it seems that um, also Atreus has gotten a bit older. We'll see how that plays out. Um, And he sort of wants to, uh, you know, do do some more stuff and and that kind of thing. Doesn't want to be in his, like, dad's shadow as much. Uh, Which, if you're you're Kratos' son, that's going to be... You know, you're going to be in his shadow a bit because he's, you know, Kratos. So, uh, what did you think of what was shown of uh, God of War? Yeah, it looked cool. I mean, the action flowed really smooth, but that's been a staple of that franchise since the very first game back in the PS2 era. Um, it did remind me that at some point I do need to restart and play that game and at least get through the story. I'm not going to grind out all the side stuff. That was, that just, that's not my thing. Um, and I don't know when I'll have time to do that, but we'll just have to see. Hmm. Yeah. What do, what do you think, though, in terms of evolving the gameplay a bit more? What, what would you like to see? Uh, to be honest, I don't know, because I never really played the original run. Um, I only played a little bit of the remake. Not enough to really judge anything on it. I mean, there's some RPG mechanics, which is kind of cool, but I never got a chance to really get that deep into it. Hmm. Yeah, this is a game as well where if you look at what I said in the Graphics Obsession podcast about a possible lack of innovation with gameplay and a bit more focus on it looking pretty uh, or looking good, I hope that, because it feels to me like that's what this God of War game is possibly going for, is sort of look how good these environments look, look how good everything else looks. Um, I just want this game to do a bit more for its its gameplay. And I'm a little bit nervous that uh, Santa Monica Studios is going to focus a little bit too much on just pretty looking scenery. I don't know. It's just, it, it's, obviously, it's very, very early to guess all this sort of stuff. The game's not coming out this year. Uh, they didn't. Did they put a, a year on it? I don't think they even did, did they? <sighs> Or did it say 2020? It's not going to be 2021, is it? So I think um, it's 2022. I'm vaguely assuring... Unless I'm thinking of something else that was also March 2022, so... Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, yeah, they've got plenty of time to do these innovations I'm talking about. Because as I've said before, that and Horizon Forbidden West are two games I'm looking at and thinking, okay, you've got a really good basis for like a starting point here. I want to see what you can innovate with with a sequel. Um... So, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, that's it for the uh, PlayStation uh, event thing. I will. I will say actually, from at least from my memory, I don't know how many PlayStation showcases and state of players there have been. This might be an odd thing to say, but I think this was the worst one so far. The only reason I say that is because if you look at that first half an hour, it was just things like, "Hey, let's show off Deathloop again. Let's show off GTA Five again. Let's show off." These other games, where I, I honestly couldn't even remember their names of. Oh, there was things like Forspoken in there, which looked great. 
But for the majority of that first half an hour, I was very unimpressed. Um, I mean, if you look at the PlayStation Showcase from last year, I think it was from last year, they showed, like, Spider-Man, they showed Harry Potter, and they showed a bunch of other... You know, they showed the first the first teaser of God of War. Um, that was a much better one. And there was less focus on, sort of, uh, third-party stuff or things that we've seen loads of times before. Um, so, yeah. Um... And and also when the, I, I'm pretty sure with the the first, with that showcase they did start off with GTA Five but they only showed it very very briefly. With this one they did spend a lot of a lot of time on things like Deathloop and GTA Five and that took up at least a good like ten minutes combined. So, um, but it, it, it's it's funny when you look at people saying like oh is Abandoned gonna be here? Is the Metal Gear Solid remake gonna be here? Is Bloodborne Remastered going to be here? Is Last of Us Remake going to be here? Is Last of Us Factions going to be here? I'd have loved to have seen some of that stuff instead of like GTA 5 again but we don't know where some of those stuff things are in development so yeah. Yeah it was interesting that part of that announcement was the uh, the remaster of Knights of the Old Republic for the PlayStation 5 mm. um, just yeah. because well I mean you can play a version of that game now on Steam it's like 10 bucks is still the original Xbox level version. Uh, it's, you know, Windows XP level computer on the PC, so obviously not the HD powerhouse. Um, if you haven't played it or haven't played it in forever, um, depending on what price point it comes out at, it is a game that I would highly, highly recommend because it is the second in what kicked off of BioWare's RPG um uh, trajectory right yeah yeah so um yeah and that that was one that i i liked i, I mean i kind of even forgot that was even announced because it was shown so briefly um which they probably only had what they had for a teaser and stuff but yeah so but yeah it's more star wars games which is what i also asked for so um but it was shown so briefly that i actually did forget so <laughs> um but yeah what do you think of that not not the old republic remaster uh, I'll be interested to see if it's going to be exclusive to the PS5 um, or if it's just announced there as like a heads up how like some studios, they always show the PlayStation logo and then obviously Microsoft owned studios. When they show a trailer, they show the Microsoft Studios logo. So I'm curious to see if it's exclusive, timed exclusive, or just they got to announce it first for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah, uh, it was confirmed by the way that the Wolverine game is PlayStation exclusive. I think that's a well, it's in, it's Insomniac. I think Sony owns them or has yeah. some kind of yeah. contract with them. Yeah, so but that's that's a pretty big deal because uh, they could properly like get get kick kick this uh, Marvel deal on even more and make like I don't know. Uh, I was going to say an Iron Man game, but if if it was going to be another Iron Man game, I'd want it to be an Iron Man VR two. Um, what uh, what other Marvel games could there? I guess in it. <laughs> so that's the thing. I'd love like in some to take a stab at an Avengers game, but we have that stupid Crystal Dynamics thing. <laughs> a fi- uh, Fantastic Four game would maybe, probably do yeah. pretty well. Yeah, Fantastic Four. Um, maybe you could take some of the heroes and do like separate games, like a Captain America one or something. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, before we get to the questions, which I do want to talk about, what do you have to talk about this week? Uh, well, we have a big ruling that actually popped off today, so it's kind of fortuitous that we had to push our recording to today. 
Um, as you know, there's been a legal battle between Epic and Apple over online purchases in the online store for quite a while now. So we have basically what uh, equates to a split decision in the lawsuit. So Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers issued a permanent injunction in the case on Friday morning, putting new restrictions on Apple's App Store rules and bringing this uh, legal battle to a close. In legalese, uh, the new order, Apple is, quote, permanently restrained and enjoined from prohibiting developers from including in their apps and their metadata buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct customers to purchase mechanisms in addition to in-app purchasing and communicating with customers through points of contact obtained voluntarily from customers through account registrations within the app. In you know, normal people speak, the iOS apps must be allowed to direct users to payment options other than offered by Apple. Uh, this injunction is scheduled to take place in 90 days on December 9th, unless it is enjoined by a higher court. The separate judgment, which splits it, the court affirmed that Epic Games was in breach of its contract at the time with Apple when it implemented the alternative payment system for the Fortnite app. As a result, Epic must pay Apple 30% of all revenue collected through the system at the time it was implemented, a sum over $3.5 million. In the full ruling, the judge explained that her thinking on the issue is greater detail. Notably, the judge rejected both parties' definition of the marketplace at issue in the case. Quote, the relevant market here is a digital mobile gaming transaction, not gaming general associated and not Apple's own internal operating system related to the App Store. So basically, both are kind of in the right, both are kind of in the wrong. Um, the big thing is going to be uh, future apps in the App Store where you can make purchases that don't require your iTunes account for that. Right. So that's definitely going to have a big effect on it. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, even when this all started, the Epic versus Apple thing, it was just big company with lots of money fighting big company with lots of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, Epic and Apple have both made... I mean, obviously Epic with um, Fortnite have made so much money anyway. Uh, and Apple always makes so much money anyway, just from, even from, like, iPhone sales and just a bunch of other stuff, and you think, you think of the amount of money that's piled into things like, uh, in-app purchases for games, not just for things like Fortnite, but for things like, uh, like, I don't know, whatever people are playing these days, the, the Harry Potter game, or Hogwarts Legacy, or, not Hogwarts Legacy, sorry, um, or, uh, you know, any any other sorts of mobile games that uh, people can put microtransactions into. Um, but, yeah, it just feels like a big company trying to fight a big company for money. And You know what it reminds me of? It's that weird... I don't know if you've seen the, the, the strip. It has a picture of Robert Downey Jr. and Christian Bale at some Hollywood event together, and they're just kind of giving each other the stink eye. And then somebody took that picture, and they made it into a comma strip to where the next frame just had them in their superhero costumes... And in the next frame, they're just throwing money at each other. <laughs> like they're fighting with money, dollar yeah. bills. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically Epic and yeah. uh, Apple. So, uh, but both of them will be fine. Um, you know, Apple or Epic aren't going to be shutting down anytime soon, I'm sure. 
uh, they're just going to make slightly less millions or whatever is going to be in the situation. So it's interesting anyway to see these big companies that got lots of money try to fight each other. Um, but uh, what do you think of the situation? Yeah, I mean, I am happy in that Apple is being forced to allow alternative payments. I've never been a fan of exclusives. Um, now, I do use gift cards for the most part because I don't like having my credit card on file for anything. But that's more a personal choice than anything else. And obviously there are some platforms where you can only use those gift cards. But most of them aren't as extreme as Apple has been with some of their stuff. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, you don't play Fortnite or anything, do you? I tried it once. It's just not my game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I only play it when, like... My sister calls me and she's got the kids and they want to play in like a group or whatever. So that's that's literally the only time that I play it. Uh, I've never brought anything off there. Um, probably never will. Um, but it's just like, hey, if, if my sister is playing Fortnite with one of her kids and she messages me, uh, I'll go and join her if I'm not doing something. So, yeah. Um, so there you go. All right, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, it's not been a good few weeks for Twitch. Obviously, uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about um, Dr. Disrespect announcing that he plans on filing a lawsuit with Twitch. And then last week, we had the day off Twitch, where pretty much a large percentage of the platform decided to not stream that day in protest of Twitch not doing anything with some of the, the raids that have been going on. And now we have two big stars dumping Twitch and moving over to YouTube Gaming. Uh, Tim the Tapman Batar and Ben Dr. Lupo Lupo both announced within the last week that they'll be uh, leaving Twitch and uh, moving exclusively over to YouTube Gaming. Speaking to Insider, uh, Tim the Tapman said the move will let him spend more time with his family. Uh, when I started streaming, I really had no family obligations and I could stream a lot of hours. The reality is, now that I've got a wife and a son, it's hard for me to stream as much as I did before. Uh, the YouTube gaming deal will give him more family time. and said the deal he was presented will let him be secure in his life. Um, the earlier switch also with uh, Jack Courage Dunlop and Rachel Valkyrie Hofstetter, um, which I had not seen as jumping the platforms. So a lot of people that are trying to find alternatives to twitch and i've said before i'm not the hugest fan of twitch um just in terms of like their community guideline enforcement is very erratic um you know it's it, that's you know more of a personal thing but i've never had enough of an issue with it to not support someone like bex or anybody else that i follow on twitch in that way but man if there is an alternative that i like better i would be there hmm. i'm not quite understanding why the switch to YouTube would help that person spend time with his family, unless there's something I'm not quite realizing. I'm sure there's like a contract that they got to where they got like a a signing bonus um, to where they don't have to spend as many hours streaming and then they still have a guaranteed amount of income. Okay, so it'd be to do with like the hours that you got to spend on it or something? Yeah, let them spend less hours and then they guarantee a certain amount of money on the back end. Alright, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I still just use Twitch when I stream. I still follow people on Twitch and that uh, because it's just the option that I choose. Um, I haven't really got involved with all this like 
uh, day off Twitch stuff that happened. Um, plus, I just wasn't streaming on that day anyway, so it just happened to, to line up. So, uh, it wasn't me specifically planning on taking part in it, I just wasn't streaming anyway. So, uh, but no, I'm still trying to build my Twitch audience up a bit. It's uh, not uh, not too easy. Um, but you got to remember, even though I've been doing the podcasting for five years, I've I I would I would genuinely say, even though I've had my Twitch Twitch account for probably quite a while, I've only started trying to properly stream in the last couple of months, maybe. And mm-hmm. there's there's still stuff that I'm learning about Twitch and like other things. So even I I would say even as a streamer, I'm still relatively new to the whole thing. So I'm not expecting much big to come out of that right now. Um, but I still try and stream stuff now and again. It's just a point of like, I don't know, like when I was streaming Cyberpunk and obviously some people weren't really into Cyberpunk because of the way that the games ended up and did that people, did that uh, detract people from watching it? Would they prefer me to play older games or newer games? Or what about if I played COD, which is an online game? Uh, depends on the time of day that you stream, how long you stream for. Uh, what day you stream on? What what day and what time basically that you stream on? Because uh, there's even a thing in the um, path to affiliate where it says I think it's seven stream on seven different days and stream. I can't remember fully what it says, but stream at like for a particular amount of hours and on. I think it's eight different or seven or eight different days or something like that. Uh, and then it says like uh, have an average of three viewers. I think which is over the course of thirty days. And then reach 50 followers. I think that's what the uh, guideline for that is for. And then there's things further down the line. Which is like Twitch partner and stuff. So. um, But I just try and. I I try and stream when I'm in the mood to. When I've got something that I want to stream and play. And something that I'm also streaming. That I want. That I've got something to say. About it. And like Cyberpunk was very good for that. Because it wasn't always me doing main quests. So it wasn't always spoilery stuff. Uh, I had lots of things to say oftentimes in the game when I was playing it. I enjoyed it. Um, and one of the other interesting things as well about streaming that game was I never cro- came across any real sort of game-breaking bugs per se. And any time I did sort of come across any bugs, they were more just sort of useless, funny stuff that didn't have any effect on the gameplay. And those things would come up on screen and I would just be like, oh yeah, there's that thing that's happening moving along <laughs> uh, I mean even the glitch that I had on one of the last streams where I called my supercar you know when you can call your vehicle and it spawned there with the bike on top of it which I didn't call and I just got in the car drove off the bike stayed where it was and I was like hmm I, I guess that's that and then I just drove off <laughs> so um, yeah and again even in all my hours of cyberpunk never once came across a T-Pose NPC uh, and I think that's a bit of a rare occasion. Uh, but anyway, what do you think of everything I just mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I've been as a user on Twitch back when it was called Justin TV. So that that was a long time ago. That goes back to 2008. But I've never really streamed a whole lot. Um, I did try it with Mixer as a thing because I could just launch Mixer from my Xbox and stream that way and not have to deal with the nine other programs you have to run in conjunction with Twitch to be able to stream on Twitch, but yeah, I never really, that was never really a big thing with me. So mm. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, what else do you want to talk about today? 
Uh, well, apparently Amazon did not learn anything from Google and Stadia because they announced an expansion to the Luna program, which they launched a year ago, um, which I had never heard of. Um, and now they're expanding their Luna program to include streaming games. Uh, starting now, Fire Tablet owners in the U.S. can start streaming any games that are part of the program from a compatible Fire Tablet and the Luna app. The game supports touchscreen controls as well as Luna controls on any supported gamepad. Um, but they are not cheap. Um, if you go with the uh, family channel at $3 a month, uh, you get a curated, carefully curated group of 35 games for younger players, including SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, Garfield Kart Furious Racing, and Transformers Battlegrounds. If you want to go to the more adult route, you can go to the Ubisoft Plus channel, which is currently $15 a month, but at the end of this month, it will be upgraded to $18 a month, Damn. where you can play Far Cry 6, Riders Republic, and Rainbow Siege 6, Rainbow Six Extraction when those games officially launch. Uh, Amazon's big announcement also included a co-op feature with Amazon Luna. The new Luna Couch option lets you play games like Team Sonic Racing and Overcooked 2 cooperatively, even if you're not in the same room. So I guess Stadia's crash and burn was just like, oh, that's just their fault. We can do better. Hmm. Why? Why would I want to stream a game off my tablet? I I I wouldn't is the answer, but yep. um, <laughs> no, I that's this isn't the solution to that problem. Uh, one of the solutions you've got to have to that problem is a better connection, so that you know when you're playing a single player story focused game, like a Far Cry Six, um, or something like that, that you don't get frame rate drops, so that if uh Giancarlo Esposito is delivering one of his great lines that he delivers. That you don't, that your connection isn't stuttering through it, or if you're trying to take over an outpost in Far Cry 6, which I'm assuming you'll do a bunch of, that you doesn't stutter as you're trying to pull off a headshot with a sniper or something. Um, that that's the problem with streaming games. It's not like necessarily the offers or the packages. I mean, there were some questionable things with Stadia that they did, where you could like subscribe and buy games. That was a bit sort of okay, weird stuff. But the issue that has always been there is okay, some people can run it. I've heard that some people have had had like a good time with Stadia and they've had a stable connection. Cool, but that's not going to work for everybody. Uh, what does work more often for a lot of people is downloading games. It might take some time for other people, but once the game is downloaded, it ain't going to... Unless you get actual frame rate drops caused by the game, it's not going to lag in the same way because you'll have had it downloaded and not streaming. Uh, but the option that you've said here about streaming a game on my tablet, no, I don't want to do that. Nope. <laughs> um, I try to even avoid watching, like, films. I mean, I don't think I watch any TV shows or films, like, on my phone. Uh, the only thing I'll really watch on my phone is if there's, like, uh, football stuff on YouTube, like a discussion thing, or a YouTube playthrough of a game. Uh, so, like, if Kadikaras has got some video, like, I'm watching him play through some different things at the moment... I'll watch those things on my phone, um, but I don't want to play games on my phone, really. I don't want to stream games on my phone, um, and even streaming TV, which we all pretty much do most most of the time, I don't want to do that on a phone or a tablet either, so 
that's not the answer either. And given the fact that, what was it, you said the family plan is $18? Mm-hmm. And that's not, the the family plan is $3. The Sorry, Ubisoft yeah. Plus channel is 15 now and goes that up one. to 18 yeah. at the end of the month. Yeah, sorry, that one. Um, that's quite expensive. Yes, think, it is. Yeah, very expensive. In fact, I think that's more expensive than any of the streaming services. Uh, like um, TV ones. Yeah, when it goes to 18, it'll be more expensive than any other streaming service. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, no, all, all of this is a no-go for me. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I wasn't going to do it anyway. I have used some uh, uh, Fire tablets, and I'm not impressed with them, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what what was it? I even it, it's called Luna. This uh, Luna streaming thing. Because uh, we spoke just before the show. Because what we do is we tell each other what notes we've got so that we can be prepared for the show and stuff. Uh, and you said about like this Luna thing, and I'd forgotten what it even was. I couldn't remember what it was. So, so well, I saw the news article. I didn't know what it was either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe I've heard the name somewhere, but it's clearly not something that's on my mind. So, um, no, not 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 good. Not good is the uh, the sentiment here, I think. So, but uh, audience, if any of you use Luna, and you're gonna sign up for this or whatever, let us know uh, what the situation is with it. If it works, if it doesn't, if the price is too much, if you want to see Giancarlo Esposito deliver excellent lines. And it might break. <laughs> Let us know what that's uh, what that's like. So, anyway, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about is that League of Legends is bringing back its virtual heavy metal band. Uh, Pentakill was Riot's first foray into League's music universe back in 2014, a heavy metal-inspired band with all the members being in-game characters. Um, they were able to get uh, deals and do covers of bands like Nine Inch Nails and Dragon Force. Uh, the the band, the virtual band, gained a fair bit amount of traction um, and eventually saw a full album release in 2017. And this is not their first, this is not their only band. Um, there's a hip-hop band called True Damage and then a K-pop, K-pop band called the insanely popular KDA. Um, but they are hosting a virtual concert with attendees being able to attend the virtual experience, uh, chat with other gig goers, and make choices that may influence the direction the concert will take. It'll be about an hour long with a half hour pre show, taking players through the entire album. Uh, this uh, has already gone live. Uh, this was actually on the 8th of September. So um, you'll be able to catch it up um, on demand either on the Twitch channel or on YouTube. Hmm. Cool. Um, what do you think of like pre-shows for certain things? Do you watch any for like sports or anything, or anything depending on the sporting event? If I'm trying to catch up on like news in the league and I haven't been paying attention for a while, I would. But it's just so much faff and nonsense, mm, yeah. especially here in the states when we get to the Super Bowl. It's literally nine hours of pre-game. That's ridiculous. I'm not even making that up. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah so um i mean usually what i'll do like because in terms of like um pre-show coverage for things i never do it for games like gaming shows uh the only time i'll really do it is sort of maybe for football so the hour before the game starts the team gets announced and it's usually like okay who's he picked where's he pick where's he put them and who's on the bench and who should be doing this and that and whatever else 
and I usually check out like a couple of football channels for that. That's about five minutes of of that sort of thing. And like, hey, why is this player on the bench? Why is this player not starting? This player's injured and etc. etc. And then usually I go back for like the five minutes before of sort of like a okay, last minute predictions. What do we think is going to happen? Score and all that sort of thing. Who's going to play well? Who isn't? Who? What subs is he going to make? How's the other team going to play against us? Uh, but I, I missed the other like 50 minutes of that because I, I don't need an hour of that discussion. So, um, but no, hopefully this, because uh, you said this event already happened. So hopefully it uh, it went well. <clears throat> so uh, any thoughts on the actual event or anything? No, not really. I've not played that. I think I played a little bit of the game a few years ago, but I'm not really kept in with it. Okay, cool. So... Uh, there we go with that. Uh, let's move on to some feedback and emails and whatnot. Uh, if you'd like to let us know what you think or what you thought of the PlayStation Showcase event, what you think of uh, streaming games and that sort of stuff, whether it's on Twitch or through a streaming service, let us know what you think of all those things and everything else that we talked about. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter e Talk UK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes. Chris starts off. Says, uh, Matt, have you ever thought about signing up for any COD tournaments, seeing as you love playing the game? Uh, no, I, 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 I've thought about it before, and this isn't me putting myself down. I am probably not good enough for the game to, to do that. And even outside of tournament level stuff that I have seen, which is just crazy, even when I come across better players that play the game even more than I do, they just do some of the wildest stuff that I don't even know, like, it's the way that, that, how quick players move, the way that they shoot, the way that they aim at certain things, um, and a lot of people have said, like, oh yeah, that's PC players that are doing that sort of stuff, and they have the advantage, I sort of agree, yeah, obviously PC players do have a certain amount of advantage, um, I can still do everything that they do. I can still move around that quickly, you know, if I turn my sensitivity up to 20 or whatever they've got it on, probably. I mean, there's players that will literally run forward, they'll be spinning around all over the place, and then, like, they'll hear footsteps of somebody, because that that was a big thing in Modern Warfare, the 2019 one, was uh, players' footsteps, because they did this thing with, like, 3D audio and all that sort of thing. And, uh, like, somebody will be running through the map, and then because they'll hear someone's footsteps on the right, they'll know pretty much where they are. They'll spin around, run forward, shoot them, spin around again and run off. And I just don't do those sorts of things. So if you're basically going to come across... If I if I sign up for a tournament and it's going to be lobbies full of that, I am not going to have... I'll, I'll probably get some kills and things and I'll probably do some decent stuff. But I, I just don't think I'm going to be quite at that level and I don't need to be at that level really I just need to be at the level of playing well enough in an online game and sometimes I have some fantastic games where I'm even surprised with myself and then sometimes I'll have games where I do terribly and I'm like I don't know what happened to me <laughs> sort of thing um but uh but yeah so any any thoughts on that do you think I should maybe give something a try or or what do you think it would depend. I mean, you're you're completely right in that you're not putting yourself down. You just know your own skill set. Uh-huh. Um, that's why uh, when I talk about shooter games, I say, I'm just honest. I say I suck at them. I'm not putting myself down. I just know my own skill set, and I know that I'm not even remotely good at shooters. So hmm. as for the tournaments, it would have to depend on the tournament itself. Obviously, like a global championship or anything like that. But I'm sure there's got to be some kind of like 
low level newbie kind of entering tournament that you could do <laughs> as just a way to try out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll maybe have a look into it. It's just not something I really think about. I just usually jump in with some games and do what I can do. So uh, plus, it's not all about just shooting people. It's about the conversation and the the actual social social aspect of uh of the game. So, um, but I I know I'm good at the game. I can be very good at it. Um, I mean, I did this thing the other day where I had like a cluster strike, right? Which is where you sort of mark an area on the map and you'll get a bunch of bombs basically that hit that area, right? And there was this left side for anyone that plays the game. Um, that's listening. It was the left side of Cheshire Park, or one of the left sides of of that map, uh, where there's a fire engine, <clears throat> and there's a bunch of cars and things like that that you can blow up. And I kept killing a couple of people on that side, and then I put a trophy system down, which basically blocks explosives. Sort of depends on where you put it and what you do with it, but that's basically what it does. And I'd see, I I'd noticed that the whole team, the whole enemy team was going down that side. And I happened to have a cluster strike. So I put it down there and I thought they're either going to be running over there to try and get me or to try and revive the other teammates. And then I killed like three people with it. And then there was two people left. They tried to get the other re- revives and then I killed them. But it's like, that's not always a guarantee that that's going to happen. Because uh, the team could have gone the other side of the map. They could have gone in the middle or shot me from a far distance. Um, but it just depends on what you're able to do at the time. So, um, and, and yeah, a, a large part of the game is like your reaction times, how quickly you can move, your decision making as well. Are you going to try and throw a grenade? Are you going to shoot? Are you going to reload? Crouch? What are you going to do? Um, so, yeah, but there's, there's times where I'll die and I'll clearly know what mistake I've made. And then there's times where I've died and I'm like, I don't really know what else I could have done. So, I don't know, but I just uh, I just try to have a good time with it. So, uh, Harrison writes in says, kind of cliche question, but with the Wolverine announcement, who would you like to see a superhero game for? As I said earlier, Captain America. Um, I'd like to see a God of War type of game, oddly, um, with the, the same kind of axe mechanics. But if you replace the axe with a Captain America shield. And if the movement was quicker, because Captain America's a fairly fast character, isn't he? he sort of runs about and, and things like that. Uh, and then there'd be a bit of like parkour involved and that sort of thing. Um, I'd maybe want to see something like that. Uh, I'd like to see a Flash game done as well, where you could like slow down time and do some cool things. And fast travel could be quite interesting. Um, maybe something like that. Uh, I think a Wonder Woman game as well, with the same, again, the God of War formula for that would be pretty good. A Superman game would be good, if that could be balanced properly. Um, I don't know. Uh, th- those are some of the ones that come to mind. We've already had Spider-Man and Batman games. So, how, how about you? Any particular superheroes? Uh, there's been a couple of decent um, X-Men games. I think that's something that could work well if you were going for an ensemble versus an individual character. Um, if you go an individual character, maybe something in the uh, non-traditional anti-hero route, something like a Morbius or a Craven, something like that, just you know to flip the script and keep it a little bit fresh. On the DC side, um, I think an Aquaman could work, depending on what the the narrative was. Possibly a Shazam or a Black Adam, because those are uh, both have movies coming out soon, so that would at least uh, have a little bit more of a public interest to it. Mm. 
Yeah. And uh, a, an Avengers game. <laughs> uh, one one that's just not the one that not we've crap. got. One that one that's not the one that we've got. Yeah, one that's not uh, how that turned out. Um, I still think about that. I can't let it go. Um, I the the amount of time I spent thinking of the possibilities of how that could have turned out and the way that it did. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and or a good, you know, good Justice League game as well. That would be good. Uh, I wouldn't be quite so interested in like a Suicide Squad game or something. Um, <clears throat> I'm not even really that interested in the Guardians of the Galaxy game, but it's another Marvel game. I've asked for more Marvel games, so I'll try it out. Uh, just in just in terms of my preferred characters, an Avengers game, Captain America game, Justice League game, Flash, uh, yeah, Green if, Arrow. If they were going to do a good. Guardians game. I'd wish they get the characters closer to the original comics versus the uh, MCU stuff because in the original comics, M- Mantis was a intergalactic assassin, hmm. not the timid little thing we saw in the movies. <laughs> yeah. So, um, wait, who are you talking about? Kamora? Kim- Mantis. Oh, Mantis. In, oh, okay. Yeah, in yeah. the original run of the comics, Mantis was an assassin. Oh, okay. Is she? She's. Is she the one that like reads emotions and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Nah, huh. she was a murder machine. Huh. Did she still do the same emotion reading thing? It's been too long since I've read the comics. I don't know. I just remember she was a, a dual sword reader, wielder um, in a few, more than a few things. So, Huh. So more like Gamora. More like Gamora, but more like a opposite side of the same coin, but still no morality because she was a professional assassin. Okay. Um Huh. More like competitive rivals, I guess, would be the closest thing. Hmm. Oh, I never knew that. So, <clears throat> and lastly, Jessica says, uh, "Is it fair to say that Insomniac is now Sony's most reliable developer, with Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ratchet, Rift Apart, and Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two, and now Wolverine?" Uh, there is a lot of games in a short amount of time. I mean, Spider-Man One, if you want to call it that, came out in what 2018. About, yeah. So, it hasn't been that long since even that game. And they've had one, two, three... Three games come out since then. Miles and Ratchet. And then two more in development. Spider-Man 2 and, and Wolverine. Um, It is quite a few games. I, I think their studio is pretty big, isn't it? Or, or it must mm-hmm. be, I, I guess. So, um, most reliable... I mean, most of Sony's developers have been quite reliable. Like, Naughty Dog's been very consistent and reliable. Sony Santa Monica's been quite good. Um, so, you, you got some of those as well. Um, but I don't know. A lot of people have said, like, you know, did, did they hold more importance than, like, Naughty Dog? Um, I don't know about import. I mean, I don't know why... I mean... If if you're Sony and you're looking at that and you're thinking, okay, we've got two really good consistent developers with Insomniac and Naughty Dog. And instead of worrying about that, let's just embrace the fact that we've got that. Because, I, I mean, a lot of people have looked at, like, okay, is that a problem for Naughty Dog or is that a problem for the other developers? It isn't really because that doesn't mean that they're going to, like, shut one of them down. Just the, like the, Sony isn't going to look at that and think we've got too many good studios. Um, it's not like a football team where if you've got five strikers and four of them are really good and you get rid of the other one um, like because there's no space for them like there's more, more developers they've got the better just keep churning out those great games um, but I, I see what people are getting at yeah of course they've been 
uh, reliable and quite consistent since 2018 with, with what they've got, and they've got even more on the way. It's just a good thing that we should all kind of embrace. If they keep making great video games, then there's nothing to worry about. If not, they'll keep making great video games, then cool. Um, I mean, I'd have to I, say they're, they're more prominently known at this point in time because they've released a lot of games recently, and Naughty Dog hasn't done anything huge huge like on the nathan drake level in a while so hmm i mean yeah part if you you know if you go pre last of us 2 because last of us 2 is clearly a huge game for mm-hmm. for both both for sony and for naughty dog uh yeah there were some people that didn't like it but there's going to be some people that didn't like spider-man or won't like wolverine so um but i i, I would agree with that in a way like you've had uncharted lost legacy sorry uncharted 4 which was like five years ago and then Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is a smaller game, like a year after that. Uh, I suppose it's because... I, I would put that maybe down to just the amount of time Last of Us 2 would have taken to make. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what Naughty Dog Studio size actually is. So, um, But they're hiring for... They're making the, the first remake for whatever reason. And then they're doing Factions too. So um, maybe it just takes them slightly longer to make games for some reason. So, um, but no, you know, if, if you're Sony and you're looking at that, you're thinking, cool, we've got like more than a few development teams that are cranking out games that people really like. So what's not to like about that, I suppose. Um, but yeah, cause what, whatever, uh, I mean, they got like Sony Bend, Days Gone was, was pretty good. You got obviously Gorilla as well, which is huge, like, uh, Horizon and stuff like that. So again, just more good developers. So, um, which makes me, it does make me think about Xbox a bit and like, okay, you've got 20, is it 23 studios now? Mm-hmm. Like you've got to start pumping out some good games <laughs> or so, some games that are more like critically acclaimed. I, I, I liked Ori, I liked Gears of War and that sort of stuff, but, and you had like, um, what was that game where you're really small? What was that called? Um, um, grounded, I think it was called. Yeah, grounded. Like that was fine and everything. Like State of Decay is hopefully going to be good. State of Decay three, sorry, is hopefully going to be good. Forza is pretty much always going to be good. We've got another Halo game on the way. Hopefully that will be good. Um, so yeah. So anyway, uh, that's what we got for you for this episode of Gaming Talk. We'll be back uh, not next week, so it will be. Let me just quickly check my calendar. So it's Friday the tenth when we're recording this. Uh, Tuesday, September 14th is upcoming Tuesday, so we'll be back on the 21st of September, which is the Tuesday after that, uh, so look out for that, although I think there's a football game on Tuesday, let me just very quickly check, so there'll be a po- the podcast for that on that day anyway. Uh, yeah, remember, they, they did just come out with Psychonauts 2, which is a great game. Yeah, Psychonauts, um, yep. 12 minutes, they just came out with that. Yep. Uh, another another interesting game. I won't say it's a great game, but it's definitely an interesting game. Hmm. Who who made uh twelve minutes? Um, because Psychonauts was um double fine, wasn't it? Double fine. Yeah. Doesn't I say. I'm. I, I forget who made the first it. one. Some interactive game. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The game I was talking about on Tuesday, the football game, is against a team called Young Boys. Uh, so, yeah, they're not actually a bunch of young boys, that's just what the team's called. So, we'll have that on Tuesday anyway. So, uh, but thank you all very much for listening. Uh, you can find all the rest of the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org for TV, video games, films, 
and Manchester United podcast. So check out all of that. Um, yeah, we got. To, I'm I'm trying to uh, find a good time to see uh, that film Free Guy with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer. Um, but uh, I suppose now that I've not got the dog walking, I have got a bit more time. So uh, which I'm is unfortunate, see, but yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, uh, now that I found an affordable theater, I might go and see it too. So cool. Maybe, maybe we'll try and line something up there. Maybe. So, um, if you see it at a certain time and I see it at a certain time, because uh, when I kept looking at listings for it, there either just wasn't very many or they were very sort of later and spread out. So anyway, we'll try and figure that out uh, as well. But uh, if you're interested in all that content, uh, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcasts, you can check out all of that on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also search for Entertainment Talk on your favorite podcast platform and get yourself subscribed over there so have a look for that as well uh if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk you can either just tell other people about what we do and where they can find it so tell them about the website or to find us on podcast platforms so you can do all of that um also there's patreon uh one dollar three dollar level tiers ad free podcast review options uh check that out as well if you'd like to uh for all of that um, David's still posting TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk you can also find that weekly podcast format um, over on uh, podcast platforms geektown.co.uk geektown radio so check out all of that that's on Tuesdays for geektown radio uh, Bex as Robert mentioned earlier she does stream very regularly on Twitch you can find her over there Trista Bites Trista B-Y-T-E-S uh, did you see the clip that she put out with uh, she was facing some crocodiles in, yep that uh, was in, hilarious in, in Tomb Raider <laughs> Did you uh, see I, the uh, the nightmare cake? Nightmare cake was that the Sonic thing? It it was supposed to be a Sonic cake, and it more looked like <laughs> Sonic with his face getting melted off, a la uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, no, I didn't see all of that part, but I I saw like she stabbed the cake and then put a bunch of like was it hula hoops or something? I was like, rings, this is, yeah. This is the way that rings come out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but I uh, I saw the bit. Was it from Tomb Raider one? I think yeah, she's doing to... the first Tomb Raider. Yeah, she came across some crocodiles. I must I mustn't have got to that part because I don't remember any crocodiles. And uh, she shot two of them, and then there was a third one. Uh, so yeah, but uh, good stuff. Yeah, if you want to find Bex's work, uh, Trista bites Trista B Y T E S on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all that kind of stuff. So go and check out what she's doing. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitch as well, I'm trying to sort of work out what to do at the moment because I can't stream Tomb Raider two because it's on a PS3. So, there's that. Uh, I might try and stream some more COD, actually. There's no reason why I shouldn't, really. So, look out for more of that as well. Uh, and hopefully I'll get back to Psychonauts at one point, And uh, I'll be able to stream that. So, look out for all of that. Twitch, UK for all of those things. Uh, and if you miss these streams, you can find them archived later on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and we shall see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>